Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. With Thanksgiving literally under our belts, we are now squarely in the middle of celebratory stuffing season. But while many of us overindulge at holiday parties and family gatherings, many others around the world suffer from hidden hunger. To be more precise, more than 2 billion people around the world grapple with hidden hunger, which is a type of malnutrition that comes not from a lack of calories, as in the case of the much more visible forms of famine or starvation, but from a lack of key micronutrients, such as vitamin A, iron, and zinc, that are essential for good health. Without these micronutrients, people can become blind, experience stunted growth and brain development, physical weakness from anemia, and diarrheal diseases. Hidden hunger is also harming the economy, with recent estimates placing its financial burden globally at $3.5 trillion per year and a 14% loss of gross domestic production in each country annually, according to Beverly Postma, who's the CEO of Harvest Plus which is a joint venture created by International Food Policy Research Institute and the International Center for Tropical Agriculture that strives to improve public health through nutrition. Despite the significance of these negative impacts, Postma explains that the problem of hidden hunger remains, well, hidden. So the, the problem with, with this form of hidden hunger, it doesn't generate those startling TV terrible images that we were used to seeing. Uh, certainly I was used to seeing growing up um, in the 80s and 90s. And, and we have made great strides to, to solve some of these really extreme malnutrition issues in the world. Um, and this form of hidden hunger doesn't come with those shocking images, but it does come with the very shocking statistics. And the United Nations and, and global agencies around the world are, are very aware of this problem, and they're trying to mobilize the global community to do something about it. And that's why we've stepped onto this stage. She explained Harvest Plus has found a unique solution to the problem of hidden hunger, which is not only saving lives, but creating business opportunities for farmers, suppliers, and manufacturers up and down the global supply chain, as well as generating increased consumer awareness about the dangers and extent of hidden hunger. The idea really is, is that of one man, uh, Dr. Howdy Buis, who 25 years ago was a young scientist at Cornell University. And he came up with this idea. He was an economist, not a nutritionist and, and not a, a plant scientist, but he came up with this idea that maybe the world was addressing hidden hunger the wrong way. Rather than giving people supplements and fortification when, once they at the end of the food chain, why can't we grow some of these vitamins and minerals into the very crops that people are relying on in rural communities in developing countries? So he set about trying to prove that it was possible to elevate the levels of vitamins and minerals in everyday food crops. And at first, people couldn't believe that it was possible. He, he got turned away and told that this, this is never going to work. You cannot get plants to maintain their high yields and other agronomic properties 
while also being high in vitamin A and zinc and iron. But he proved them all wrong. And, and after 15, the last 15 years of research at Harvest Plus, which is the organization that he launched, we've managed to show that it's not only possible to use conventional plant breeding to bring back these high levels of vitamins and minerals, but it's also possible to do it without compromising the yields and the climate tolerance and the pest resistance that are also crucial in modern day crops. So Harvest Plus is now committed to tackling hidden hunger by breeding uh, vitamins and minerals in up to 12 different staple crops that people are relying on. And, and this is a very revolutionary way of tackling hidden hunger. It's very sustainable. We don't have to give people a supplement every six months. Once the nutrition is bred into the everyday crops, it stays there for good. So people can not just grow them and eat them and get a nutritional benefit. They can also sell them and spread this gift um, and, and, and earn a living from these more nutritious crops. So it really is a win-win. And that's why Dr. Buis won last year's World Food Prize for his innovation. And this was an amazing recognition for his research after 25 years of trying to prove to the world that this was a good thing. A key element of Harvest Plus's acceptance by farmers and consumers is that its crops are not genetically modified. Rather, the higher levels of vitamins and minerals are bred into the rice and sweet potatoes and cassava and other crops in an old-fashioned way. Now, because our crops are done the conventional way, we don't use genetically modified organisms, it means that our crops are widely accepted by the communities where we work. And conventional breeding doesn't face any regulatory hurdles and it's widely accepted by governments. And we need governments in order to help distribute these new varieties. So right now, we can do everything we need to do with conventional breeding. We don't use any GMOs in our pipeline. But it does mean that it takes a bit more patience and time and it can take up to nine years to develop the right variety of a crop. Even though these seeds are created through old-fashioned breeding techniques, the company sells seeds with modern benefits, including hybrids designed to thrive in different climates or combat different pests and still yield higher products. Postma added that Harvest Plus also sells open pollinating varieties so that farmers can save and re-sow the same seeds year after year if they wish. In addition to creating and selling biofortified seeds, Harvest Plus works with farmers to create market demand and find buyers who will use their crops to make products consumers who need the added nutrition will buy. This is a really important point about what we do. We're not trying to just generate a subsidized market for farmers in developing countries. We have two goals. We, first of all, want farmers to grow and consume these more nutritious varieties so that they're generating a health impact for themselves and their families. But we also want them to improve their livelihoods so that they can eventually lift themselves out of poverty so that they can afford a naturally more diverse diet and this means they can eventually start buying vegetables and even eggs and meat and poultry so that they could get naturally the vitamins and minerals they need in their diets. 
So it's very important for us that we don't just give seeds away. We, we do what any new company trying to launch a product would do. We, we do a whole range of marketing incentives. We hold field days when we give away tiny packets of sample seeds so that farmers can give them a try. We incentivize the seed companies by helping them with their marketing so that they can emphasize and prioritize the biofortified varieties rather than the unnutritious versions. And we really just work with the market. We, we try to stimulate um, a market price for the farmer. We go and help him or her find a market for these biofortified crops. And that can be anything from selling to their next door neighbor in very informal crop systems or selling into a seed company or to a miller or even getting the food companies interested in creating new biofortified foods and ingredients from these crops. So for us, it's all about finding sustainable markets so that the farmers earn a living and we can walk away knowing that the nutrition will stay in the food system. For this model to succeed, Postma said Harvest Plus needs buy-in, not just from the farmers, but also from manufacturers, which is why the company is working closely with startups and smaller businesses in developing countries where the need for fortification is most necessary. We know that biofortification is at a critical tipping point now. We believe that with the right investment in both the push and the pull, so stimulating the supply of these new seeds by giving these varieties for free to governments so that they can release them into their national agricultural system, and then by investing in marketing to help with the pull, the demand creation, we're really starting to think that biofortification is poised to become a, the next major movement in the food industry. And it's already been compared to the likes of the organics movement, which now, after 20, 30 years, is a $14 billion industry. So we know that companies, including big food companies, want to bring a nutritious, natural food offering to their customers, whichever market they're in, whether they're marketing in Nigeria, in Guatemala, or in America. And we see a future where biofortified products and ingredients are incorporated into the global food system so that everyone, man, woman, child, whether you're undernourished or whether you just enjoy selecting a healthy, nutritious alternative, will be able to buy and support these foods and enjoy their nutritional benefits. So that's what we're hoping the, the future will look like. In terms of the marketing potential for manufacturers using biofortified crops, Postma says there are several benefits. We're having so many just fresh conversations with people coming to us. And we've, I think the, the idea of the triple bottom line, where companies can do well and do good at the same time, is now really a major trend. And whether it's a small startup or whether it's a major multinational food company, these, these amazing companies are looking for these opportunities to, to tick the triple bottom line. And, and we're having conversations across the board. So social marketing, cause marketing, like some of the schemes you mentioned, is definitely on the table. Because we're very, for us, we're determined that any profit that accrues from these new crops needs to, to go back to the bottom of the pyramid. We need to be able to solve the problem of hidden hunger as a priority. 
But we also know that companies need to make profits, and, and in order to help us take these new ingredients to scale, there needs to be a win-win for the company. And we're seeing companies developing marketing propositions based on two key areas. The first is the, is the, is the content claim. They're able to, to say that this product is rich in or high in zinc or iron or vitamin A, which is a compelling nutrition claim. Um, they can also say that it's naturally nutritious. This is not, um, there's not, it's appealing to consumers that really want a natural method of production. But the other thing that we're seeing that's a very strong driver is that it, it's very much part of the, sustain, the global sustainability goals. If, if companies can be seen to be helping the world deliver the UN sustainability development goals by 2030, this is a really compelling marketing proposition, not just for their boards and their companies, but also for their consumers. We know that younger consumers are really looking to spend their dollars on companies that are investing not just in profit, but in also sharing that, that value across the, the global spectrum. So we're very excited about the opportunities, but our goal at Harvest Plus is to be the honest broker. We want to make sure that these ingredients are shared and used in a very responsible way and that the ultimate beneficiary are the, the one billion farmers, the one billion households that really need to, to get access to these new, more nutritious crops. The marketing strategies that will produce the best results for farmers and manufacturers alike will depend heavily on where the crops and products are grown and sold. For example, post-Maced in Latin America, the most successful marketing approach has been what Harvest Plus calls a food basket approach. The solution needs to be tailor-made to the communities where people live. And in Latin America, Harvest Plus is focusing on not just reaching the rural poor who, who tend to have no other access to other complementary interventions like supplementation and food fortification, but we also need to do it with a very diverse, mix of biofortified foods. In Latin America, in many countries in Latin America, the World Food Program has shown that we, people prefer a sort of food basket approach to the way they, they eat their foods. Um, we, we know that we want to be able to provide all three vitamins and minerals that the World Health Organization has recommended as being essential for health. That's vitamin A, iron and zinc and because of that we can put together this food basket of biofortified foods including things like high iron beans zinc rice vitamin a enhanced cassava and vitamin a and zinc maize and also orange sweet potato which is a great favorite in latin america and what we're finding is that communities won't just be eating one of these crops they'll be growing and eating a whole combination a food basket of crops so for instance in colombia we're able to collaborate with the private sector and, and offer farmers biofortified crops that are then processed into very typical Colombian products, such as natilla, and, and that's made with biofortified maize. And we also use things like zinc rice noodles and vitamin A cassava and sweet potato flour. So we're seeing 
Latin America is really driving the cutting edge of our innovation of how we can not just help farmers grow these more nutritious crops, but find markets for their products and processed ingredients into very local and traditional foods. In Brazil, we've had a lot of success with, with school feeding programs where governments are helping to bring these nutritious crops into, the, into schools. In 10 cities, the schools have added iron beans, vitamin A cassava, and orange sweet potato into their feeding programs. And that ensures that the very small-scale farmers who are growing biofortified crops have an immediate market for any excess production that they're not consuming at home. And I think one of our greatest successes in Latin America is our, our new partnership with the World Food Programme, where we've seen in several countries we're able to work with the World Food Programme to get biofortified seeds and grains to the most vulnerable communities at the time of crisis. Um, for instance, in Haiti, when, when the crops were wiped out by storms, we were able to quickly mobilize biofortified seeds so that farmers could replant and not lose that entire season of food. And the great news then is that because they were replanting with biofortified varieties, they got the double bonus of having an income that year from their, from their plants, but also were able to consume the more nutritious varieties. So partnerships in Latin America are at the heart of what we do. We, we could not deliver our program in Latin America without partnerships with governments, the private sector, and the farmers themselves. As Postman noted, partnerships play a key role in Harvest Plus's ability to reach its ambitious goal of providing seeds to 100 million farmers by 2020 and biofortified food to 1 billion people by 2030. She explained that Harvest Plus has a valuable relationship with various governments and private entities, but she added that one potential partnership could greatly excel the company's progress. I think the most exciting thing on the horizon for Harvest Plus right now is that earlier this year we were shortlisted for an amazing prize. We entered a competition run by the MacArthur Foundation called the 100 and Change Competition. And the MacArthur Foundation is offering a single prize of $100 million for an idea that can transform the world. And out of 1,904 entries, we were shortlisted first to the final eight, and then we found out a month ago we'd made it into the final four. And in December, we'll be traveling to Chicago to join our fellow finalists and to pitch to the board of the MacArthur Foundation and 200 other members of the audience. And we will find out whether we've been uh, honored enough to, to win $100 million. And if that happens, we can really accelerate our programs and, and really get closer to reaching this goal of putting biofortified foods into the hands of one billion people. An infusion of $100 million certainly would go a long way. And it'll be interesting to see who wins later this month. Either way, Postman says Harvest Plus will move forward and hopes that other manufacturers and brands will come along with it. With that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you enjoyed this installment and will join me again next week. Until then, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a profitable and productive week. <laughs>